Hi and welcome to another episode of the Solo Powered Podcast with me, Ariana Dunn. This is a podcast that celebrates doing things solo, whether that be solo travel, solo business venture, solo pursuits of passion, single by choice, solo journey to parenthood, or solo adventures. Whatever it is that you do on your own, waiting for no one, this is about not living a lonely life, it's about living the most full life on your terms. Before we kick into the next episode with my brilliant guest, I just wanted to uh, jump on and thank everybody who has downloaded, listened, commented and shared so far on the podcast. I've been blown away by the response to the podcast. It's been listened to so far in five continents across the world and the comments and feedback I've had from so many of you have been really encouraging. I've had lots of you share with me your own personal solo journeys, whether that be solo traveling, your solo business, being single by choice, or indeed having a baby on your own. So please keep those stories coming in. It's always so encouraging to hear how the podcast has potentially sparked some inspiration or uh, it's something that you can relate to in terms of your own life. Um, Obviously, as a life coach and a a career coach and a teacher of coaching as well, um, I love to be able to work with people to help them achieve their goals. If anyone is listening to the podcast and thinking that they too would like to do something on their own terms, something that they would like to uh, achieve, maybe a solo pursuit, reach out to me on arianadun.com is my website or you can contact me on LinkedIn at Ariana Dunn or via Instagram, ask underscore Ariana Dunn as well. We can have a free 20 minute consultation, a discovery call to chat about how coaching might be able to help you. Also, if you're really interested in personal development from having listened to this podcast, I am teaching another certificate in coaching with Mindstream uh, on May 13th and 14th. So if you're interested, mindstream.ie is the website if you would like to uh, potentially explore personal development and coaching on your own terms as well. But that's enough for me. I'm really excited about this cracker of a next episode. I hope you enjoy it. And once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Solo Powered Podcast with me, Ariana Dunn. This is a podcast that celebrates doing things solo, whether that be solo travel, solo business, solo journey to parenthood, single by choice, solo pursuits of passion or solo adventures. Remember, this is not about living a lonely life. It's about living the most full life on your terms. Now, we've talked before in this podcast about solopreneurs, a solopreneur different from an entrepreneur who may want to have multiple companies that they may want to sell, where a solopreneur wants to really work for themselves, doing something that they're passionate about that they enjoy that allows them to make money to not be answerable to anyone and to also have greater freedom to live the life they want to lead and do things that they want to do for a lot of people when you talk about freedom that means travel being able to book a weekend away at the drop of a hat go and explore a new city new people new cultures and everything that comes with that 
But what if you are a solopreneur and you have a loving partner or even children? How do you navigate that conversation about wanting to go away on your own? Well, my next incredible guest is here to talk to us about both of those things. Rob Kenny is an incredible solopreneur who worked for many years in the world of PR and media. He worked for huge media companies such as Communicore, Tenio, and was recently head of sales for Publicis. But just shy of four years ago, Rob Kenny made the brave decision to step out on his own. And aren't we thankful that he did? Because my word, he has been an inspiration to many solopreneurs because he has killed it in terms of the clients that he has worked with and the incredible career that he has carved for himself working um, as a solo. He has amazing clients like Virgin Media, Handmade Soap Company, Ivana Breen, Pig and Hyde. He has a roster of incredible influencer friends for he himself is also an influencer having amassed thousands and thousands of followers on his Instagram page where he hilariously documents his life including lots of solo travel. So Rob Kenny, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. I'm so excited for you to share with the listeners all of your amazing adventures over the last few years. Oh my God, hello. (laughs) Sorry, best intro ever. (laughs) Both in terms of how you described being a solopreneur obsessed with that word. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is all exactly why I did it. Like, best <laughs> description ever. And then thank you for such a glam intro. Wow, well, thank you for being so glam. <laughs> I mean, you know, you uh, you are not a hard person to introduce. And um, you've been so incredible. So take us back to, you know, uh, f- four years ago. You're working in this incredible job. You know, you're, you know, you're a young man. You're in your mid- mid-20s and have, you know, gone and become the head of PR um, for a huge company, a worldwide global company. Talk to us about what you were thinking when you decided to to leave and to take that very decision to go out on your own. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Going back to that time. Um, I was so young. I was only about 26. So like now I'm 31, I look back, I suppose it's not, that's not such a huge gap, but at the same time, I'm like, 26 is so young. So young. Really, really so young. And I was so young to have that position in such a huge agency at the time. Um, I managed to, I managed to like, I guess kind of play the system, you'd say, mm-hmm. where you'd, I managed to move up quite quickly in PR, definitely quicker than most Um by moving agencies at the right time and getting a big, you know, promotion when you moved agency. I just managed to work my way up quicker than most. Um, yeah. But anyway, parking all that, I, yeah, I was only 26 and I loved Publicis. It was the best agency I'd ever worked in, 100%. Big, massive global agency. Publicis, it's French. <laughs> oh, pardon. Um, yeah. <laughs> And just a massive agency and in in line with being such a huge agency, their clients were were always brands that, um, you know, matched, the the brands were huge to match how huge the agency was. But anyway, I I knew I wanted to go solo, always knew I wanted to go solo, Um, always found it quite difficult to work for someone else, Mm. like having to be there, you know, quarter to nine um, having to not leave before half five, all the all the generic rules of office life really kind of just caged me. I know they're not as rigid now post COVID, mm-hmm. which is amazing, mm-hmm. but at the time they really were. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then the whole influencer Rob took off as well. So wanting to explore that side of my career and all the events and everything you get invited to, it started to really clash with my nine to five. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of things going on. um, But publicists were amazing. I ended up going from a five day week to a four day week to a three day week. (laughs) (laughs) Like slowly over time. which It was pretty much every time I handed my notice in. I was like, no, this is it. I'm leaving now. (laughs) It was like they'd whack a day off. Wow. (laughs) That's such a Cliff Notes version, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I think that's interesting as well, just even for anyone listening, you know, because when I, I went out on my own five years ago but I also went down to a four-day week I was like the CCO of Mummy Pages and Shamazing and and I went down to a four-day week beforehand and so I started to build up this sort of side hustle um which I think you know I have a lot of my coaching clients who are thinking about leaving their jobs now and sort of the recommendation is always to build your confidence and kind of do that side hustle you know you were dropping down to three days a week and still Mm. building your influencer building your brand which I think enabled you to then be a success when you eventually left 100% that was like crucial to all of us and I was so lucky that publicists allowed me to do that because the agency I worked in big massive agency I worked in before publicists wouldn't yeah they saw it as a direct clash which really killed me um because I just looked at it like, how does it how does it impact a PR agency if I host a fashion slot in Ireland AM and at the time spin 1038? And how does like it should be only seen as a benefit? <laughs> like if you know, anyway, it wasn't viewed that way, which is one of the reasons I left for publicist. But um yeah, then finally what happened was and I really wanted to go solo, of course, but so many PR people, so many people generally want to go solo. Um, and of course, it doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. And I know in PR, like the biggest thing when you go solo, even if you've years and years and years of experience and all the press relationships in the world and are so talented at your job, that doesn't really matter if brands won't choose you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. to, you know, there's so many PR agencies in Dublin. Like, why would you break through? So it's such a huge risk. Um, but then it actually happened so organically where one client I was an account director on in Publicis basically turned around to me being like, would you do it? (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is the Cliff Notes version. And of course, I had to get all the approvals through Publicis and they were just amazing about it. Um, So it happened in a really nice way in the end. Whereas when I first went solo, you know, made that huge decision, took that huge risk, I actually had a client. Brilliant. Which was, you know, so rare and such a such a comfort blanket. Yeah, amazing. And where do you think that um, that came from? I mean, I know your your family, your parents are are great business people, and you know, um, was that something that was like sort of as you were growing up that you were seeing this whole kind of passion and idea of maybe working for yourself and having your own business? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely read that and heard it in many podcasts before that when you have business owner entrepreneur self-employed parents naturally that is distilled in you and that couldn't be more true oh my god my dad is this is so cheesy but my dad really is incredible he grew up in Finglas um like tiny house really really poor upbringing like stories of holes in shoes going to school like five kids sleeping in each bed like there was 13 kids in total. Wow. Yeah. Um, like the, see, when he, when, especially when we're having drinks and he's telling stories of his childhood, like, 
you're like, but how did you sleep with five or six kids in the bed? Like, did no one move? Like, you know, it's just so hard to wrap your head around. And he just still is like, it's so normal. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it, it's, it's just amazing. But his whole story, like, he, he used to get two buses, right? One bus into town, then another bus from town out to Clontarf to play for Clontarf rugby team. Wow. Because he knew playing for Clontarf rugby team would get him into different social circles. Wow. And different contacts. And it all, that was, that was unheard of at the time. I don't know how he came up with that idea, but he did. (laughs) And like, yeah, and, and, you know, long story short is he's a, he's a really successful businessman now. Multiple companies, all kind of around imports and exports, transport, um, container ships. Um, But his story is amazing. Like literally came from nothing, nothing. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, that's just so interesting then when you're talking about the world of PR, which is really all about making connections. And, you know, when you when you left publicist, you had that first client and they were amazing, probably because of the personality that you have and the connections that you did make for yourself, which obviously stem from your dad to going out to Clontarf and knowing the importance of connections and networking yeah. even at that time you know which is just amazing so yeah. so you're you're out on your own you've got your first client um talk to us about the the influencer kind of world and how that was kind of kicking off for you as well yeah back in those early days it was actually a much more equal system for me like I it's so cringy but I always talk about myself as PR Rob or influencer Rob it's just easier (laughs) because they are two different career paths of mine even though of course the two consistently overlap generally in the world but like Rob PR Rob who owns a PR agency and does the PR for multiple clients is a very different person in a way to influencer Rob who gets booked for jobs by other PR agencies who has a talent you know I have an agent shout out to Matchstick they're unreal (laughs) like so they're very different Robs in my head and when I first went solo I was pretty much 50 50 which was great like half my week would be spent on content creation um being booked for influencer work or I was actually presenting and styling a lot at the time um, I was Ireland AM and then I moved to the, to the Today Show Virgin Media. So that was actually a really nice time. It was a bit 50-50. Um, yeah, that was a gorgeous time. I was solo. I had no, I had no staff. Um, but then over time, the PR side really grew legs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it was a conscious decision, genuinely, but it just happened and I went with it. Whereas now, four years later, Influencer Rob never gets a look in. <laughs> all PR Rob it's all about running a really busy PR agency it's about paying salaries it's it's I'm in a very different place now than than then and I actually look back at them and I'm like oh (laughs) I have fond memories of that time but no of course I've no regrets but I mean you know I've had a a good few people on this podcast who have started their own businesses and the the running theme seems to be that this organic growth, this sort of this accidental growth of of things just kind of working out. And I think it comes from a, a self-belief and a confidence in yourself, but also mm. comes from a, a passion for 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 what you do. I mean, it seems really interesting to I I mean, I've obviously been working in media for over 20 years, right? And and at a time when there were no influencers. And I look back at me <laughs> and all of my crew of friends now thinking, we would have killed the influencer scene, you know, we would have been, we would have been like the most uh, glam of the of the influencers and you know we're far too old for all of that now and everybody lives everywhere else but you seem to kind of 
have these group of friends naturally that you grow grew grew up with really from childhood who who are all I mean you know Holly Carpenter and James Kavanagh and you know Patti Smith like all of these influential names that people recognize are your your friends how did it this crew of amazing kind of content creators and influencers kind of get born really yeah god even when you say those names I'm like oh like (laughs) I love them all so much um so ironically all three of those people you just named are are childhood friends of mine so completely before PR or influencer world like James Kavanagh was my second proper boyfriend wow (laughs) scream (laughs) um so we have our hilarious teenage boyfriend dating memories which are just Gas. Like <laughs> I like I performed a song for him once and like he he'll sing that to me when we're like having drinks now. And, like it's just all so funny. It was the sugar babes, like oh. how I feel about you now. And I, <laughs> no, and I did this sexy dance. And oh um, so and then Holly Carpenter, our mums are best friends, so that was the link there. So like again, around 16, we started bopping around. Patty Smith is my oldest. Yeah. And best friend. We're best friends since we're eight. So that's actually a bit of a coincidence. But um, the thing is, like, influent- the influ- influencer world now, when we're at events, um, you know, we- we've become the older ones. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Because when we started in it, we would have looked at, like, Darren Kennedy and Brandon Courtney and, like, Glenda Gilson. As much as I love all of those people so much, yeah. and I'm really close to a lot of them, we looked at, they were the group above us, whereas now it's us. <laughs> Yeah. And it's all the TikTok stars <laughs> who are younger. Uh, anyway, that's all irrelevant. When you're in this world, like we've all been going to the same events and lunches and dinners and everything. Like for me now, 10 years of it, mm, bloody hell, mm. or almost 10 years. So of course, naturally, like any workplace or any colleagues, I guess you could almost call them. Um, you just get close to some people mm. like part. I know those three are kind of original old friends, um, but, you know, like Louise Cooney, there's there's lots of people in the industry I've gotten super close with mm. just naturally mm. and even but even just your 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 Alex girls or you know like the, the Hannah Saunders of this yeah. world and the Carla scene you know these people who have also gone on to be really successful in their own right in their own world of PR it's it's just it's a really inspiring kind of group of people to see but it also it's not just the fun and games and look I have to say you are one of my favorite influencers you make me laugh <laughs> all of the time like literally <laughs> tears COVID uh, you know the, the the stuff with your poor um, mom who yeah. you talk torture um it's just hilarious and there is a lot of fun games there's a lot of glam there's a lot of nights out but there's a lot of hard work with it too right yeah and to be honest and I'm, I'm speaking to my agent about this currently um I definitely want to put more time back into my content creation side of life um the PR side of agency side of life got so busy that I pretty much had to park it mm. um like I really did even if you look at my Instagram, it's like, I'm lucky if I put one up like every three weeks. <laughs> so to even call me a content creator currently is really, I feel like is really a stretch. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to put more time and work because I do. I love it. Like, but I, I mean, you're, in, even the content creator is maybe like paid for work, but you create a lot of content just documenting your life, which is essentially what's really important because the, 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 the viewers or your followers won't just accept loads and loads of content creation uh, that's paid for. They want to see your authenticity. They want to see your, your life. And you do put a huge amount of effort into yeah. that as well, I think. Now, of course, everyone looks at their own stuff and sees all the flaws. Like, 
I can tell there you're you're talking about stories. Yes. Because stories are so easy and so quick to do. Like yeah. I can do them walking to the gym. I can do whack up a few on my lunch break. Like that's that's fine to manage. Yeah. Even though I'd still love love to have time to do more. It's like I'd love to be making really fun reels and like it's, yes, like it's, yes. It's, it's I look at the flaws and how I'd love to change it. Yes. Uh, and it's just about time management currently, but it's yeah. definitely definitely a top priority and in the plan. Yes. <laughs> well, I just think as well that people who are maybe listening to the podcast who 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 have come to this podcast because maybe they do want to go out on their own and they do want to do something solo. I think a lot of the younger generation are really looking at that content creation and that influence the world. Yeah. And, and they're just getting better and better yeah. when you see like the and I know how much work it takes and it's just incredible mm. but um I suppose talk to us then about the success of Rob Kenny PR and how 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 you know the clients that you've had and the work that you're doing you know you said you started out as a solo but you employ staff now right and you yeah so there's three of us now in our little team um and I actually put a job spec up. Am I allowed to plug a job spec? Absolutely. <laughs> I only posted a job on the PRII website, um, which is kind of where all the PR jobs go, like three or four days ago for an account manager. Wow. <gasps> which will be my most senior hire yet. Uh, it's a big decision because the salaries are considerably higher now than they were when I was an account manager, <laughs> which is great for them, <laughs> but not so great for me now. Um, so yeah if anyone actually works in PR and is looking to move no we're a really fun agency I have to say and like you know people will say to me like PR just comes so naturally to me because the the talent and skills that are needed in PR being really really good at English is a huge one and I always have been favourite subject in school etc like being obsessed with the media constantly reading listening like it's like a need to, to get to you know my level or being super you know really in, engrossed in PR you really you need to be media obsessed mm. uh, which I just genuinely am naturally and then influencers and the world of influencers kind of rounds out PR which you know speaks for itself and then the, one of the final main talents needed in PR is relationship building skills mm. um and making connections would get which again just comes quite naturally to me. So mm. like it's kind of amazing to say that now where Rob Kenny PR is with you know huge brands like like Hendrix Gin, for example, we we only won um in January, or Tullamore Dew, or all these big brands that you know can pay for can pay for any agency in Dublin. And it like it's just it's so humbling and almost scary that I'm like, oh my gosh, they came to me. <laughs> like they signed the contract. <laughs> So it's still totally a pinch me moment. Um, but I think that's the what's the interesting thing about the, the the new generation of companies that are coming up, and as was you having known the flexibility that you wanted, the freedom that you wanted, the ability to do things like as, as a side hustle while also still being brilliant at, at what you do, that you can offer those things as well. And I know um, I taught at the Fitzwilliam Institute, yeah. where you were a, a past alum, and and some of my students, um, we we place them at work experiences. And Rob Kenny would come in and do some talks for the students at times, you know. And I mean, there'd be a queue of people wanting to work for Rob Kenny PR, even though we'd have a roster of huge PR (laughs) companies, you know. But like, I think that for them, it was like they were seeing what the, the different things that you were doing and 
Um, and I think that's such an a, you know an, an interesting message for the bigger companies out there that there are young books like you, mm. like Hannah Saunders, like people who are actually doing things differently um, and mm -hmm. making it really really work I mean you know you, yeah. the, the amount of big clients that could potentially come to you now is I just... know no it is it's so exciting and like we tend to only show on Instagram like say myself and Hannah Saunders and she's one of my best friends to death so I've, I'm allowed to say this we tend to show the like inverted commas fluffy side of PR mm -hmm. like the influencer events and like the gorgeous gifting and like you know this that side of PR which is great but like half the week could be you know announcing a charity partnership with x y and z mm -hmm. or like I remember being on the PR team for Samsung when their phones were exploding and like handling the press so like it, it's not it's and I don't work in corporate PR, don't, don't get me wrong, the two are very different, but even consumer PR where I work, like it, it is, it absolutely isn't all just the fluffy stuff, the glam events, like there's a lot of more, you know, serious, serious business head on yeah. me. And on Hannah and all these people that, you know, you wouldn't really see on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. Conflict management, controversy and all of those things. Uh, it's funny, I had um, Heather from Flower Pop on uh, recently talking about that. And she said, you know, people are always like, oh, the life of a florist is so easy. And she's like, are you kidding me? You know, she's like, no one sees the buckets of bleach that I'm kind of, you know, getting up at like five o'clock in the morning. So, you know, I think that is an important message as well. I look, solopreneur, being a solopreneur is fantastic and it offers you so many freedoms, but it mm. is about hard work and graft and grind and all of the things that go on behind the scenes that you've, yeah. that you've talked about. And actually a lot of the stuff that I find myself doing half the day now sometimes is the stuff I'm naturally not good at. So like this is so funny. At one point in Publicis they ended up <laughs> and this had never happened before they ended up giving the more mundane account management stuff like billing and invoicing and and there's this whole thing in PR about counting your hours. All they all this stuff, they ended up giving it to someone to do for me. <laughs> because it's just not where my skills lie. Um and I'm I'm a real live in the moment person and that even follows me through to work. Whereas like it's awful. I I'll do the fun stuff first and keep pushing down yeah. like the billing. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Um so, you know, and now that I have employees and you know, there's no absolutely no one to do that stuff for me. Like, you know, you, you really just have to you know take a handle on it and and get it done you must have been incredible in publicist for them to, to like do all of this for you like wow my goodness I mean I just but that's the thing if you're good at your job and this is what I always say to people in terms of my coaching clients if they're wanting to go and ask for a pay rise or a lot of people make an assumption well I definitely won't get a pay rise because someone else on my team asked for one and they didn't get one or I definitely won't be able to go down to three days a week because they won't allow yeah. but I'm like but you don't know how good you are and and actually, they, people make allowances for someone. Like, as you said, every time you went to hand in your notice in, they were like, whatever you want, Rob, we'll, we'll give it to you. So, yeah. you know, I think people have to look at it on an individual basis and sort of see what their company might be willing to do for them so that they can make it work um, if they are thinking about going down this, this kind of route. But talk to us now about... Um, Obviously, you know, you've talked about the success of, of Rob Kenny PR, your influencer world, this incredible group of friends that you've had that you've kind of grown up with. Um, this want to actually have more freedom and more money and this ability to do things that you want to do, mm -hmm. which obviously includes this travel. But you have this 
gorgeous boyfriend, no. Dr. Shane Cassidy, um, who is um seems to be just such a, a lovely, amazing guy who you're in an incredible, loving relationship with. And yet you swan off all the time <laughs> on your little solo weekends away. Talk to us about, about that. I mean, you go away a lot together as well. Mm. But yeah, talk to us about your kind of love for solo travel and why you think that might be important. Yeah. Oh, my God. You've touched on so many things there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, wanting the freedom to travel more was genuinely one of the reasons I was committed to end up working for myself. hundred mm. percent. Mm. Now, I was single at the time. But, um, <laughs> and yeah. And like you touched on another thing there, like wanting more money. Like it always killed me to to be working incredibly long hours to ultimately just make someone else rich. Exactly. Yeah. So like you touched on so much there. But anyway, yeah. Oh, so yeah, I'm with Shane now. I think this is this is year five. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Oh, no, he is. He's the love of my life. Like he's definitely the forever. He's the forever keeper. <laughs> um, he's just amazing. Um, he he is self-employed as well. Yeah. Um, he Neuralinks. Shout yeah, out for that. Neuralinks. <laughs> he owns an incredible neurological music therapy clinic. Um, and anyway, he is. He's just amazing. And. Oh, he's the kindest person in the whole world. Like, if you were to describe Shane, like, kindness is really just the the big one that jumps out. Um, and that's just the main reason why I love him so much. But I w- I've never actually talked about the whole solo travel thing and having a relationship before. <laughs> so I'm kind of working out my own thoughts. But it doesn't come without its difficulties like I constantly want to feck off like constantly mm-hmm. and now that I'm self-employed I can work anywhere with a laptop mm-hmm. so I tend to look at my calendar and know I only need to be in Dublin when I have a PR event mm. or like a press conference or like what whatever I need to physically be on the ground for mm. otherwise me and my laptop can be anywhere mm-hmm. and look you know I traveled all of last year and I worked across Europe and that's the incredible thing about working for yourself and also the ability to just pick up and, and you know all you need is a wi-fi connection and you're away in a hat which is which is amazing but I've talked to a lot of people who um would over the course of that year would say to me oh my god Ariana I'm so jealous and you're living mm. the dream and oh my god I'd love to go away and but a lot of them are in relationships or have kids and they have this in and I don't know if it's society or culture but this kind of ingrained thing that when you're in a relationship it, it's unthinkable to want to go away on yeah. your own and you know that you must always do things together and if you don't then something's wrong in the relationship mm. and you know I mentioned to you on my voice note to you yesterday that one of the guys in, in the office in the magazine I told him you were coming on and he said wow and his boyfriend gives him permission <laughs> to go away and I remember thinking like mm. you know but that is a lo- what a lot of people think that you know that you need permission or that you might hurt the person's feelings mm. by saying I want to go away so like how did that first come about for you guys you know you're in this relationship you you you, you, you have this wonderful time together but that first conversation where you're saying I want to go away and I want to go away on my own yeah, it is totally the norm not to go away on your, when you're in a committed relationship. And people do think it's bizarre almost. Yeah. Um, so I'm very, I am very independent as a person. I'm very headstrong. Um, so I actually entered the relationship with this attitude of like, of course I can go away on my own. Like it was never not an option for me. Mm-hmm. And it it all, it just... It's just always been there. Like mm. I entered the relationship where that is a thing that happens okay. and you need to just okay. be fine with that. Yeah. 
Um, Good advice then for yeah. people like, but <laughs> yeah. you know, like I think that's, you know, I had um, Damien Brown on the podcast who rode solo across the Atlantic for 112 days and left behind his wife and child. And I remember talking to him about this and him saying she knew what she was getting herself in for. Like mm. this, like, it's very difficult. Mm. But when you when you enter into a relationship, you you have to love someone for who they are and for for all of their 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 attitudes towards life. So mm. if your attitude towards life was travel, freedom, independence is important to me, yeah. then setting that out at the beginning is obviously something that has worked for you guys. Yeah, now that, don't get me wrong, there has been more serious conversations about he also isn't in this relationship to feel like he's left alone half the time. Mm, yes. Which I completely understand because genuinely I'm so bad. I'd feck off constantly. <laughs> and, and you do. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then I'd be like, oh, I miss Shane now. I better go yes. home. Like, so to be honest, for us, it's got to a point of a, a point of a balancing act. Right. I kind of have this gauge in my head where I know I'm pushing it. Yes. And he, he like I said, he's the kindest person I've ever met. So he actually never really verbalizes it right. if I'm really just taking the piss. Yeah. But it's like I know he'll get quieter. Right. He'll... I, it's like, I, I just know. I know when I'm <laughs> pushing those li- limits. He never really, like I said, actually vocalizes it, but I can tell when I'm I'm pushing it. Like, yeah. So I'll like, yeah, I, I rein it in. I'll go to Vienna for five days, come back. Like I tend to stay home then for at least two or three weeks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, lots of lovely time with Shane. Yeah. You know, we're a great committed couple. And then... I'll head off again. Yeah. So talk to us about some of the places that you've been to over the last few years oh on your gosh. solo solo travels. Yeah. Like I know you're the same, Ariana. I love nothing more than travel. Yeah. Um, and as much as I love Dublin and Ireland, and I really am obsessed with Dublin and Ireland and do not want to live anywhere else. Yeah. We're 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 far from perfect. Like the weather can get us down, particularly in the winter. Yeah. Um, lots of things about the city can get you down at times like public transport the cost of living of course rent etc um so many things we don't even go there so sometimes i do have an urge to just escape which is combined with my obsession of travel yeah um like finding new cultures discovering new cities i'm obsessed with europe like weirdly so i really rarely ever want to go anywhere else yeah <laughs> like yeah. there's just so many cities in europe we're so lucky it's on our doorstep the most incredible old ancient diverse stunning cities yeah. on our doorstep that are all just waiting to be explored mm. um so it's and it's, you make them i mean again you know coming with your content creation head, head and hat on you know you your stories that you create are so entertaining and so funny but i mean i'd never really wanted to go to vienna before until you went to vienna and like you know you stayed in these incredible places and you went to the opera and you had all <laughs> yeah. these like but you know you also have these really funny stories of you know and it's great for you because i suppose you know this is something that you enjoy that you want to do it gives you the freedom to do but you're also able to to generate um kind of work from it as well so yeah. you, you you wrote about bordeaux for or RT website and that kind of solo trip yeah. but I'm laughing at the time when you were sort of like drunk in it you know drinking these cocktails yeah. writing your notes on yeah. like pieces of paper because you lost your laptop yet again oh, Rob. of course as always <laughs> seems to always get it back that ma- la- laptop is magical it's like a boomerang <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah RTE one of the editors in there um picked up on my love of solo travel and I, I write a lot now for yes. them which I love yeah. I'm really 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 loving that I, one of my tricks, if anyone is 
thinking of following that path is is to ride a lot of it while you're there. Yeah. Because you come home and you get busy again and riding journalism takes ages. Yeah. As you more yeah. than know. Yeah. So coming home and having to write the whole article, it can take me three weeks then. Yeah. And it's like you were in Vienna ages ago. <laughs> so anyway, I tend to ride a lot of it there, but um <laughs> Yeah, I'm After loving a few cocktails. that. But like, yeah, the amount of DMs I get when I solo travel, people are so interested in it. Yes, they really are. Like, my DMs explode really noticeably during solo travel moments because of the amount of people that would love to do it. Mm. But I'd say it's a tiny percentage that do mm. because it's just not lo- looked at as normal. Mm. I have the time of me life <laughs> when I do it. Like I can't explain like the buzz when you land. Like I'm thinking of Bordeaux. I did recently um, seeing all those typical French buildings and I'm like, ah! like just so exciting. And I fully have the cocktails in my room getting ready. Yeah. I get dolled up like you're about to head out to meet mates fully. Yeah, me too. And I just hit that city um I have like literally the time of my life I always make friends yeah like complete random friends that can be the most incredible people that you're you're still Instagram friends with now yeah. like I don't think I've ever gone on a solo travel trip without making friends yeah. like total randomers that you'll probably never see again but I have a ball at the time it's unreal and and I think so many people you know are so afraid and this is why I'm doing this podcast is I want to change perception I want to change the idea that we can do things on our own that it's okay that it's not weird mm. but also that and look some people might listen to you or I or some previous guests that I've had on the podcast and think oh they're they're extroverts and mm. they're really out there and of course they can make friends what about me I'm I'm shy and I can't do that but yeah. like dispel that myth for me because I know what I would say to that yeah. like, what do you think well it's like I, uh, the making the friends part on the solo trips is so minor like that's absolutely not why I do them yeah. um as fun <laughs> as it is at the time yeah, like, you have enough friends Rob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the walking around during the day like the bike tours we yeah. were discussing earlier yeah. I'm obsessed with European architecture so I just love walking around the, the cities and admiring it like it's the actual travel part like doing um you know wine vineyard tours in Bordeaux mm. completely on my own just having the time of my life booking yeah. my restaurants yeah. table for one like I remember my first ever solo trip being mortified really? about the dining alone yes. really bothered me yeah the booking restaurants on your own walking in alone being sat alone yeah it's you feel mortified <laughs> at the beginning um and when you do it enough, you just don't care at oh, all. Oh, absolutely. I talked about this on the podcast when I first started doing them. Now, I'm talking about 20 years ago because I loved, I started going to cinema on my own when I was 15. And, you know, but being in a restaurant, I used to, because I was a journalism student, I would take out a notebook and a pen and I would, in my head, think that anyone was looking at me would think that I was a food yeah. critic and that I was writing about yeah. my travels, you know? Whereas now, God, I don't care. Obviously, I go eat on my own all the time. I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is this weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's... Well, you actually nailed it there because that's one of the things I always do <laughs> is I will bring my notebook and a pen yeah. or my laptop. Yeah. Because if you have that on the table, 
even though you shouldn't care, I know, but it's just, it's like everyone assumes you're working. Yeah. So Grant. Yeah. Like. I remember being in Italy last year and I was in the Trieste and I had just arrived and I went to this like gorgeous like restaurant and there was like a, a counter. I love sitting at a counter at restaurants when you're mm. on your own as well. You can kind of interact with the bartenders love. and sort of chat and stuff. But I remember like ordering my food. Molly was at my feet and I had my phone and I was watching the Kardashians. <laughs> I remember <laughs> there was an episode, the new Kardashians come out and I was drinking cocktails and I was just delighted with myself having a great time and I remember the waitress just came over to me and she just high-fived me and she said chicken cocktails the Kardashians you're so cool uh, <laughs> yes I love it but like yeah I mean you don't you don't have to worry about anybody else or yeah. what anybody no one's looking you know it's like people think now people think it's cool that you're yeah. doing that that and you're I brave that's an age thing like I feel like if in your in your 20s you're so consumed about what other people think like you, you of course grow more comfortable as you age like yeah. I just couldn't care less about sitting in a restaurant watching the Kardashians <laughs> now drinking my cocktails yeah. like heaven yeah. bliss <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah like I just love that and arriving in a new city on your own like to anyone listening who is thinking about solo travel I can pretty much guarantee you won't regret it no absolutely but also like you know to, to that question about you know if you're a shy person I mean you kind of answered it like Doing tours, like that is something that I would highly recommend, mm. you know, because I am the type of person that will walk into a bar and make friends with everybody within five minutes, right? That's just how I've always been. And I'm sure that's the way you are as well. You have this effervescent personality and and, it, and it's great. And if you don't want to, you don't have to either. Exactly. You know, you stick your head, your head, stick your head. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you can stick your head in a book and you can look down and you don't make eye contact and what all that, whatever, all those kind of things. <laughs> But for people who are maybe a little bit shyer, like I did a lot of tours when I was away and, you know, Airbnb even create tours. I mean, I met some incredible people on Airbnb bar, bar crawls or like yeah. architecture tours. I did some, um, you know, street art tours, food tours, bike tours, mm. winery tours. And you tend to get drawn to like Anais Nin would have said, you know, we see people as we are not as, you know, we, I, we are attracted to people that are like us yeah. basically. Right. So if you find yourself being a little bit shyer, you will probably find another shy person on that mm. tour who you will gel with and make friends with. And the yeah. amount of people who I would make friends with on a tour and they would be on their own and they'd say, what are you doing later? Or what are you doing tomorrow? 100%. And then suddenly you have a friend and it's yeah. just, and it more happens when you're on your own than when you're with the couple or when you're with a group because yeah. you tend to stick to your own then as well you know oh I love that I that's a great point those Airbnb experiences yeah I have done solo travel and used them I know in Copenhagen Lisbon um and something else jumped to mind when you were saying that and booked things like I ended up in an apartment doing a cooking class <laughs> yeah. in where the hell was that again Rome oh my god that was Barcelona oh Barcelona um yeah, this random apartment in a like apartment complex, and you're like, right, here we go. <laughs> like, but then it was like six other people had booked the same. Yeah. So then you're like this little group. Yeah. Um. And this is why yeah. I say you with solo people, you find your tribe of fellow soloers. You know, mm. I've talked the many times I've gone away on my own with like six books, being like, I'm going to sit by myself by the pool, I'm going to read on, then like literally don't get a book read yeah. because you know you're just meeting all of these people and it's just so fun. But I love your kind of thing as well with 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 Ryanair or with Aer Lingus that there's always these sort of cheap seat sales to less popular destinations mm. I mean and you really take advantage of that don't you and you kind of go to these off the like kind of not off the beaten track but places that not loads of people would go to go to and you kind of yeah. really make that a solo trip particularly if it's spur of the moment yes because 
I have a lot of sudden urges to like, I want to go somewhere in Europe. <laughs> That's cool. Like that. Anyway, and I'll have a stalk of, yeah, where's a reasonable flight? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, like this is how Bordeaux happened. Yeah. I genuinely had no idea where I wanted to go. I just knew Europe. And it was 110 return. And I was like, fabulous book. <laughs> Heard it's great. <laughs> um, so just having a bit of a nosy. Yeah. Because yeah. of course you can get amazing deals. And then like, for example, my parents live in the Algarve. So it's really tempting for me to just go there because, of course, I want to see them. They live there yeah. um, and they're not home that often. But Faro, for some reason, because Faro Airport seems to have, it does have a monopoly on the whole of the Algarve. Like you're easily getting quotes of 500 euro return right. to go to the, to go to bloody Portugal. <laughs> like and that's normal now. It's horrendous. <laughs> Like you're really lucky if you get your return flight for three fifty, right. and this is Ryanair. Like wow, gosh! So that was I, that Bordeaux trip. I was planning on going over to see mum and dad, and I was just like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, like four four eighty. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. And have you ever done any solo travel in Ireland? Uh, not as much, to be honest. Um, not solo. No. Yeah. Like Shane and I love an Irish hotel break, um, but th- we. I think if I'm in Ireland, Shane's with me. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, you know, that's the the, the thing that, you know, since I've come back from solo traveling, I've gone away with all, loads of people um, in Ireland, but I always have people to go with. And, mm. you know, um, I, I actually set out now to kind of go, I'm going on my own. So I'm going to rent a camper van um, and I'm going to take Molly and we're going to go up all around the Antrim coast and the Wild Atlantic Way and just like oh, do right. a whole kind of camper van, cam- camper van experience by ourselves. But I think even in Ireland, people will be like, okay, I come with you. And I'm actually going to be like, no. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to do it on my own. And I think I think it would be so interesting for you to do. Like, I did a solo trip to um, to Dingle or to the Cliffs of Moher with, with, with Molly. And again, it's so, it's interesting, the experience of being solo in Ireland with Irish people. Because yeah. I think they're really like, are you on your own? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you here? You know? Probably because you're Irish as well. Yes. Like, I get, I yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure with your influencer circles, you'll be like, you'd make a hundred friends, uh, <laughs> you know, on a night out as well. Um, but but that is the thing, like Europe on our doorstep, it, it, there are incredible places. And especially with COVID and when our wings were clipped and we were locked down and we couldn't go anywhere. You know, if you are anyone, if you are, if you're someone who is single or in a relationship um, and you want to get away, I mean, it's just no better thing to do, really, is it? It's no. just so accessible and we're so lucky to be yeah. Irish, to live in Ireland and to have such access to to Europe. Yeah. And now that workplaces are more lenient about it as well, yeah. like, you have to be a bit strict on yourself. Like, if I say, okay, I'm going to Barcelona now for four days, but I am working. Yeah. Because it's so tempting, <laughs> of course, to just... Oh fuck it! I'm here now. I'm on my holidays. Yes. <laughs> like, like I have to make myself take the laptop out. But what I do actually, and I don't know if this makes me sound like a gobshite or not, is I'll often choose. I'll, I'll Google the most lavish five star hotels, right? That of course I'm not staying in, but to work from. Yes. Because of course you can go, just go sit there and order a sparkling water. Like yeah. of course you can. Yeah. And I end up sitting in the most incredible courtyards outside in like Rome that are so stunning and yeah. you're like right well this is the office for, for the day oh Rob 
you've influenced me to do that while I was traveling, I swear to God. But I, I remember being in Paris and going to like the Hoxton when Paris Fashion Week was on. And I just like sat there with my laptop and Molly. And there was just these like models everywhere talking about getting booked for Versace oh. and Prada and waiting to get the And I was just sort of like earwigging into yeah. everything. It's fascinating, yeah. you know, that what you can kind of observe, like even just from a, um, you know, as anthropology, the right word, but like just the study of humans yeah. is in a fascinating thing oh, to I sit there by yourself that. and just to listen to what people are talking yeah. about and observe. One of my go-to work alone in Paris spots is Hotel Cost, okay. which is the epitome Paris Fashion Week hotel. Yeah. So I, I have had a very similar experience. So like you're sitting there doing your bits working away, but you're totally earwigging on all these <laughs> incredible people and their conversations. And like, I've actually been there during Paris Fashion Week as well. And like, yeah, models, designers, the works. And like, you're sitting there doing your bits, but you're having a ball being so nosy. Totally. <laughs> but I think that is another beautiful thing about solo travel is that you can be anyone. Like you don't even have to be yourself, right? Like, and of course you're fabulous. So why wouldn't you want to be yourself? But you know what I find I you know I remember traveling last year and I was wearing like scarves in my hair which I would never do in yeah. Ireland but I was like oh I'm a girl who wears scarves in my hair now yeah. because no one knows me here or you know like trying different kind of outfits or yeah. like different makeup looks or just sort of like being in a place that you wouldn't normally find yourself in yeah. like a five-star hotel listening to you know Paris Fashion Week models like it, you suddenly can feel part of that world, yeah, which is I love that. almost like a make-believe imagination, but whatever, but it's real. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can be anyone, um, which is part of the fun, actually, of solo yeah. travel. You can be anyone. <laughs> uh, now, obviously, 90% of the time, you just tell everyone <laughs> who you actually are. But a memory jumps to mind there. Now, I was a good few cocktails in, and I was it was on my solo travel trip not that long ago to Vienna. And I decided to make up an entirely alternative life. <laughs> Career path. I think I possibly even had a different name. Oh my God. But it's very Patty Smith the Circle. Like that whole kind of like TV show where you can sort of hide behind a ma hide hide behind a screen and be pretend to be somebody else. Yeah. But actually, you don't need to go on the circle to do that. You can just go on a solo weekend away. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I did that. I think just for the laws, but like. Oh, yeah, you're making me just die now for a bit of solo travel. It really, it's just so much fun. How was that being someone else? Like, well, well, like. Can't even remember why I did it. I just took a notion. I remembered that. At, and this is so funny. <laughs> so I had walked by a Swarovski, Swarovski, oh my God, I can't say it. Swarovski. Swarovski crystal store. Yeah. Before this cocktail bar I was in. So suddenly, now I kept the lie relatively close to home. I was head of PR for Swarovski Crystal. Okay. Yeah, screaming. Like, I absolutely wasn't. <laughs> and just this whole big lie. I can't even remember why. But if why. Swarovski are listening, he yeah. is taking on new clients. Yeah. <laughs> he has experience with it already, clearly. It was a trial. Yeah. <laughs> So like I just took an ocean. Um, no, I actually think that I don't serial. I'm not a serial liar on these solo <laughs> trips. But like I just decided fuck it. But again, it's it's this is this is why it's so beautiful because you know, um, if you want to have that experience and look. I had Kelly Shatter on the podcast before talking about improv and comedy improv, but also just how like adult play is fun. You know, when we were children, 
all we do is pretend that we're somebody else. We're yeah. pretending to be mommies and daddies and we're pretending to be, you know, grown-ups or Barbie or models or whatever. It comes very naturally. But then as suddenly as we become adults, it's like those things are not, you know, we're not allowed to be it, even yeah. though it's fun. Like, yeah. it, as long as you're not hurting anybody. Yeah, but, exactly. you know, you're not like, yeah. lots of people live like double lives and have lots of different kind of aliases. And we're not mm-hmm. talking about that. But for a night, if someone asks you what your name, you can be, Veronica. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, why not? It's a laugh. Yeah. And I will often have, because I just, that's just kind of me. I'll have one night on my solo trips that are a bit mad. Yeah. Like, I'll fully end up in the club, like, <laughs> fully on my own, dancing yeah. my hoop off. Now, to be fair, it'll, it'll normally end up being a gay club. Yeah. Um, not that that's relevant, but like, you know, I, I just, and yeah, dancing the night away, yeah. making random mates. Yeah. Like yeah. as a, I mean, I suppose one one thing that is often a concern with solo travel is safety, and mm. you know, um, like there was a, I remember when I was in Croatia, there was this like all night rave that was going to be on in a cave, and I was like, that sounds so cool, I really want to go, but I was like, I can't really because like I'm on my own, and is it a mm. bit dangerous, and you know, like. I kind of couldn't really like let loose and have loads of fun because I had to kind of like keep aware of myself. Um, so, you know, I always say from a female perspective, yeah. you know, be aware of your surroundings, never put yourself in danger going down dark alleys, just as you wouldn't in Dublin. Mm. From a gay man perspective, and particularly there are still prejudices, uh, you know, in, in some countries, some places. Is that something that you're conscious or you're aware of when you're solo travel? I don't know if this is correct, but I actually feel more nervous in Dublin now as a gay mm, man mm. because of the continuous horror stories of gay bashing mm. and horrible, horrible, horrible gay attacks. Like, a good few have happened around the Liffey. Now, they're happening bloody everywhere, horrifyingly, um, and so scarily frequent. But a good few have happened around the Liffey, which is my walk home mm. from town to Stony Valley. Um, so my boyfriend and I have made this agreement that if we're on a night out, we have to get a taxi home. Um, when you're only a 15 minute walk is really tempting to just do the bloody walk, especially when there's, it's hard to get a taxi, Mm. but we're really trying to stick to that because the gay, the horror, 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 gay violence stories are so, so frequent, Mm. Mm. um, in Dublin. Mm. So weirdly, if I'm in Barcelona or Vienna or wherever the hell I am, Rome, I actually feel safer. Mm. Than, what, than being alone in Dublin, which mm. is sad. Mm. And Dublin never used to be like that. Mm. Like, I, I would have always felt so safe in Dublin mm. as a gay man. Um, I think it's because as well, like, I mean, I would agree. I, I never felt safer when I was away. And, you know, I, but I think... I think, you know, we're so, we when you grow up in Dublin, you kind of know the areas, like, you know the streets that are, quote unquote, bad or, you mm. know, deprived areas that maybe you wouldn't go through on your own. And you're, you're conscious of them, they're so ingrained in our psyche from kind of growing up in Dublin, right? Mm. And you know the, the posh areas. And whereas, like, I'd rock up to an Airbnb in a neighborhood in a place that I'd never been to in my life. And yeah. I didn't know if I was going into, you know, a, a bad area. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to say names, but like going into a, like a bad area or yeah. a good area. Like, just no idea, apart from the kind of little reviews that I might have read on Airbnb or whatever. But I think there's some. Sometimes the lack of awareness makes you feel a little safer. I know, ignorance you know? is bliss. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah. You could be in the biggest rough dive and you're like, how are you? <laughs> I'm having a ball. You don't have a clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, look, I mean, solo travel and safety, you just really have to be aware. I definitely, when you were saying there about women, like, even though I'm a gay man, being a man generally, like, that, that privilege hit me there mm. when you were saying that because... Even being a gay man, I don't think compares to be being a woman and safety. 
Um, so like, yeah, I guess. Like, don't let it hold you back. No, just... that's exactly it. Like, that's the thing. I think, you know, there has been some horror stories and we do hear about awful things that happen to women, but they are so far and few between. You know, mm. they are absolutely, thank God, in the minority. Yes, they happen and absolutely. But like I say, you know, being a coach, I, I, I've been privy to people saying things like, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to go for a walk on my own because something might happen to me. And you're kind of thinking like there are so many people who are allowing their lives to be restricted out of fear yeah. for something that is highly unlikely to happen really when we think about it and mm-hmm. I know violence does exist but we just have to make sure that we are living the life that we want to live to the most full terms whilst also being aware and mm. protecting ourselves and just not you know I'm doing MMA training at the moment like I'll box yeah. anyone who tries to <laughs> cross you but that's the thing I think for me when I'm coaching people it's like to try and get ahead of the fear if you mm. if you want to go go for a, a walk where you, you don't have anyone to go with or you're worried about that maybe go do self-defense classes you know mm. arm yourself with things if you want to go away on a solo travel trip but you you're unsure about doing that because you're out of fear what can you do to overcome that yeah. and then try to to do that you know I definitely try and stay in really central locations yeah. because there's so many people around yeah that makes me feel safer definitely yeah. 100% and I actively do that yeah. versus being that bit further out and you could end up on really quiet streets I like the bustly busy streets because yeah. they make you feel safer yeah. and I know something a few of my girlfriends do who love solo travel is they will have a best friend who has so let's call her Maeve the best friend will have Maeve's iPhone location saved okay. on their phone yes i can't remember how you do it but like essentially you can in the i think it's the find my iphone app um you can have your best friend's location permanently turned on so you constantly can see where mave is Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah is that what shane has for you (laughs) (laughs) no no No. he's in the club again (laughs) but no i like it I have had Paddy Smith do it for me before. Like, so someone can constantly see where you are, which Mm. is just kind of a nice little... Yeah. Yeah. But also just, I mean, you know, before we wrap up as well, just on that point of like, you know, trust. And I think that is important as well. You know, you and Shane obviously have trust for one another. And that is what what really can enable people to go away. You know, like I think for a lot of women, if their husband or their partner turned around or the boyfriend said... I'm going away on my own. <laughs> you know, they'd yeah. be like, what? Like, there's this idea that they're going to cheat or they're going to do something rather than just like, it's like wanting time for yourself. Like time for yourself is so important. And I think it actually can help relationships, you know, mm. to to have a little bit of separation, to have that little bit of time yeah. apart can really help a relationship to be even stronger and even better. But I think the trust needs to be there from the outset. And yeah. if, if, if your partner says they want to go away and you feel a doubt of trust, then maybe there's something that needs to be talked about in that, right? Like yeah. it's... It's just about making sure that you have that relationship where you can have the freedom to do what 100%. you want to do while still being together. And I will say with absolute confidence that Shane and I actually are happier and cuter and more in love when you come home. Yes. Because of course you just become so commonplace to each other day in, day out when you live together. Yeah. And see each other every day. So you come home from your four or five days in Lisbon and there's like a reunion. <laughs> yes. Like you're 
it actually adds a spark genuinely 100% 100% really does but this is what I'm saying you know the first episode I talked about people being single by choice or you know the different types of relationships that are there now there's there's the relationships where you live together where you're married but there's people who live apart you know I was a celebrant for a couple who got married but are continuing to live in separate houses even though they're married you know and like yeah because that like a lot that's coming really common now or having separate bedrooms because you just sleep better like you can still like love each other and have sex and do whatever you want to do but you don't have to sleep in the same bed every night like (laughs) i know it's not catholic ireland in the 20s yeah do do what you want do what you want and i think that's the thing i think for a lot of people i hope that these types of episodes will encourage people to know that you can be in a loving stable safe relationship and still have independence and freedom and still be you and still do whatever it is that you want to do that brings you happiness and joy yeah i know oh like I'm even thinking about a huge solo trip to Asia (laughs) later this year. Um, So like, and like people have even talked about coming with me and I'm like, no, like you said about traveling Ireland, like it's something I want to do on my own. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Wow. And how long are you going to go away for? Well, if you're going all the way to Asia, I think it has to be at least two weeks. Wow. If not three. Amazing. (laughs) Shane's ears burning. (laughs) Wow. And is that the first big trip that you will be be doing solo? That would be first big solo. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you don't already follow Rob Kenny, um, definitely do now so you can (sighs) see not only that big trip, but all of his other amazing adventures. So Rob, where can people find you? Yeah, I mean, I haven't embraced TikTok because I just feel like I... You're too busy, Rob. So <laughs> it's still just Instagram at Rob Kenny underscore. Yeah, which I will start populating with more content, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and you have your Rob Kenny PR uh, Instagram as well. I do, which I only PR. launched like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I was mulling over that idea for a while because running bloody two Instagrams now, like it's necessary. <laughs> anyway, I, I went for it. Um, and yeah, I mean, while I'm here, if anyone listening does work in PR or media, <laughs> um, there is a link to an account manager position on my Instagram. Have yeah. a read because I'm dying to find someone fast. Oh, I'm sure it'll be filled up quickly when they know they're going to be working for you. But um, oh. Rob, this has been amazing and it's been inspiring. And uh, hopefully lots of people out there now will be able to go and have conversations with their partners and say, Do you know what? I'm going away on my own and that's OK. Yeah. And if you think they have a problem with it, listen to this episode with Rob Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> and if you are doing your solo travel for the first time, have a ball on. You yeah. won't regret it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you.